0: It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore.
1: All right, race fans. How are y'all? Glad to have you aboard for the show here tonight. Uh, looking to see where everybody's
2: at. All right, there we go. All right. We'll
1: give everybody a minute to get in. All right, there we go, there we go. Just a couple minutes. You guys are late. You guys are late.
3: Actually I came in at eight o'clock on the dot, so I'm not really late. <laughs> it wasn't eight oh one when I called.
1: Yeah, it don't matter. We're we're here. And uh <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start the show here tonight, Race Chat Live on uh Monday night. Of course it always feels like Thursday night when you're on race chat live. We got a whole heck of a lot of racing in front of us here this week. Uh it's kind of uh you know we've had the the lead up, the dirt tracks, uh, Alltech and Bubba Raceway Park and uh, Volusia. Volusia, right? You know, well, starting tomorrow, my friends, we're going to we're going to hit the asphalt. We're we're not going to slow down until November. So uh, go ahead and strap on in and get on board. And man, we got a lot to cover here tonight. So we got Taz That's- here, Taz
3: Taylor. He, You've already heard him. I believe we have Craig Moore here as well. Hey, Chris. Yes. As Larry Mack would say, hold up, uh, pull them seatbelts and pull them tight one more time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Is that Craig there at the 937 number? Craig. No, No, that's Craig. Oh, okay. All right. We'll put you over on mute. Wait, we may not need to put him on mute So I don't know where Craig is Craig was supposed to open the show today I thought Craig was supposed to open the show Taz, we got a lot to cover here tonight uh, You heard from your buddy, Craig? <laughs>
3: um, Around lunchtime I did righty. Well uh,
1: we Got an interview here tonight I'll let uh, Taz tell us a little bit about that
3: um, I don't know much about him other than, uh, he's king of the can. Uh, he's won some special factory stock races, um, down towards Pennsylvania area. And when I say king of the can, um, he's won a big race down at Pecan Speedway. Craig knows, I think Craig knows more about him than I do. So if, uh, I don't. if Craig's in... Craig's in. He might know more. He might. Craig's here.
1: In. Craig, I'm here. I had to dial in. I had to dial in. Hey man,
4: how are you? So, so Here's what everybody. I know
1: about Nate. Here's what I know about Nate. He's from Northeast PA. Here's how I found him. Uh huh. I was going water. through some racing stuff on Facebook, and I seen this promo that he did for this podcast. He was going to be on, and I was like, really? "This, we need this guy." Yes, we need this guy, and yeah. uh, so I reached out to him, and well, bingo, bamo, oh, here we are. And uh, he's actually going to be calling in around ten after eight, but um, to listen in. But he's going to join us at thirty, and from everything I've
4: been told by people who have seen him race and watched his videos, because what he did for us, he had done for another uh, podcast that he was on. He does them for all of them, and he
1: is uh, high energy the entire time. I shared a, I shared an article that Race Pro Weekly did on him um, about a year ago, and they were expecting, you know, somebody high energy the whole time, self-absorbing, and the reporter said that that was not at all. It was for a little while, but then it leveled out and he was as calm as calm can be. But his promo that I've seen his promos for the podcast that he is on are just phenomenal. Oh, we can't wait to have him on. And uh if we like a little personality around here, you get to get away with a little bit more than what you would be on the real radio. I would say, uh the one ten podcast and uh the radio chat live podcast, we're we're pretty lenient on on being able to express our, our point of view, at least for uh for the most part anyway, as long as it's respectable. Uh so uh yeah, that's uh sounds like it's gonna be an interesting night and uh we can't wait to get uh Nate Hill on with Iggy Iggy Racing. Uh definitely he feels like a character and uh, I'm looking forward to to hearing uh, you guys uh interview him. Um so that's a big week of racing. I think this is the official kickoff uh with Yeah buddy uh, man We've got the clash tomorrow night. Craig Moore, tell us what we're going to see tomorrow night that's, uh, that we haven't seen yet. You're going to see Kyle Larson in a race car for the first time in about mm. 11 months. in, in a, uh, I almost said an instant Cup, in Really? Sorry. And piloting the number five, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the number five, but uh, because Lord knows that car only has claimed the famous Terry Labani uh from years and years ago. But didn't I, I, it, I'm gonna go didn't out on a it limb
2: revitalize?
1: here, it's kind of perfect for him because if I'm not mistaken, Terry Labani uh was a hot rod when he came out in the early 80s, he won a championship, I believe, in '84. Uh, And then for 10 years, it was, where's Terry Labonte now? Then all of a sudden, he He was one one of those cars. He he becomes a cup champion again, right? And then there's the other story with Mark Martin, who had semi-retired from racing, decided to come back, and damn near won the championship, Craig. So I, I don't know. I think the five cars, just the right number. Now, we have seen a couple of drivers' careers uh go stalemate after the five car. So the argument can probably go both ways if we want to remember Casey Kane. <laughs> well then we could go right to the trash can with the number because 'cause I'm sorry. Casey Kane, he was so memorable that I forgot all about it. Yeah, he had a fabulous first part of his career. You know, but uh fizzled out and uh you know, never really found that uh, found that ground again. At least with Dale Earnhardt Jr., you know, he, he was great, then he fizzled, and then he was great again and, and, and contended. Unfortunately, Casey Kane's career ended about as quick as it began. Yeah, Rowdy, that's right. Oh, Rowdy was in the number five, too. So, you know, that kind of kicked his career off. Uh, and if, if you go back and watch the videos, as uh, Mr. CJ Sports chimed in on this one, uh, you you'll see uh, a lot brass or a lot uh, still wet behind the ear Kyle Busch um, very very fun to go back and watch some of the O seven and O uh, eight uh, uh, races were typically O six and O seven when he was still at uh, Hendrick. So here's the, here's what um, we've got. I don't know about twenty minutes before Nate joins us. And here's something that I wanna here's something I wanna touch on and I'm gonna give you my early season for I'm gonna give you an idea of who I think is going to win the five hundred. It will be a Hendrick Carr. Oh wait, I kinda just gave it away. But I really think that uh Kyle Larson is going to come up and
2: Well you just
1: feel it. You 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 just left our audience no no sex appeal on this one. I mean, he just flat out pulled it out and was like, "Hey, you know, this is what I'm going
3: with." Hey, uh, predictions count. Predictions count this year. Yeah, you, you got to be careful this year. this year.
1: No, that's yeah. all right because and if people are wondering what we're talking about, <laughs> us three dingbats decided that uh, we were going to do a side bat and we'll talk about side bets here in a minute other side bets but we decided to do a side bet with whoever has the most pro- correct predictions by the end of the se- at the end of the season the losers have to send the winner gift certificates now chris i want to tell you you have to make sure that we have whatever gift cer- store gift certificate that you're sending us don't send us a piggly wiggly Gift certificate or a circle K if you got any down in the in the bowels of Mississippi. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right? I, I want to use on.
3: I want to use I want to use this gift certificate. I don't want you know this money lying around because I got no use for it. Yeah. Right. So here's the deal: I'm we want Walmart
1: gift certificates. How about I'll, How about I send you um, a uh, twenty-five my gift certificate in Bitcoin? Because <laughs> the <contract. laughs> <laughs> then I can give Tad my gift certificate to Walmart. He can get me a, he can help me do my Christmas shopping with the gift certificate and his discount. I figure by then, if I invest the twenty five dollars now into Doggy Coin, I probably will not want to give away that certain gift certificate uh, when uh, when time comes because we all know y'all are going to be paying me out anyway. So uh, y- y'all better make sure you uh, you stock up on the, the bath we're uh, you your gift certificates. No, we were going to get not you. you we were going to get you Pornhub gift certificate.
2: <laughs>
1: OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow!
2: We wow. were gonna get you.
1: We were gonna, since you're from Mississippi, we were gonna get you a one year subscription to for cousins dot com. No, it's farmers daughters, man. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, I've been married fifteen years. You know, come on, let's get some new material here, Jesus Christ. So, in other news, Bubble Wallace wins the Daytona five hundred. Oh,
2: fake news. Ooh,
1: that is that your fake prediction? News. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs>
1: but it Jesus, should I be. thought you were having a pipe dream for a second. What I will predict is he will have the pole for the Daytona 500.
2: He'll okay. have some, <laughs> so
1: That's my early prediction. Bubba Wallace will have the Daytona 500 pole. So far up his...
2: Well, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Who do you think will win it? Uh Who do you think will win it and
3: survive?
1: No. Jason just told me to leave Circle K out of it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Now, um, you know, it it goes back to Danica Patrick winning the poll. Um, You know, we all know that the Daytona 500 poll is – uh, you know, it's the who's who's favorite. It's like a WWE storyline. I mean, you yeah. know, it, 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 if Danica Patrick can win the fold, then yeah, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that just pretty much says how how much farce it, it really can be. Uh, leave my circle. <coughs> yeah, Jeff O'Don, the Levi Garrett. Of course, that's where it all started at Hendrick Motorsports. Kyle Larson, the rebirth. Of Hendrick Motorsports, will that be the headline next year? Um, we'll have to see because it's going to be it's going to be intriguing to see how Chase Elliott deals with Kyle Larson in the same building. I know we all say, "Oh gosh, they're going to be good friends and they're going to feed off of each other." That's not typically the case when you have two great racers in the same building. Uh, it's just uh, I know all that kumbaya is spread around Hendrick Motorsports. Um, but uh, those two coming by yacht, by yacht drivers, they were they were both California drivers, uh, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson. And I mean, I can remember some patchiness uh, throughout their uh, teammate friendship, so to speak. You remember? Um, you mentioned
3: both. that, Chris. You mentioned that. I feel like we're gonna see between Kyle and Chase the Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson of today. Yeah, I think
1: they're going to be. I think it's going to be a rivalry like that, but taken to another level. They're going to treat. They're going to compete for Papa Hendricks' attention.
3: Yeah,
2: I just don't think
3: Well, you have to think along. Kyle Larson's got more to prove this year.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I think well, yeah, if, if he's not racist. competitive, Chase Elliott will be petty. <laughs> and I'm not saying Richard Petty. I'm just saying that he's going to be petty. But you know, we've got we've got a big year ahead of us. A lot of predictions. A lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, I'll tell you, money. I'm not really looking forward to the 500 as much as I, well. I shouldn't say that. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also looking forward to the week next weekend when it go to the Daytona Road Course. Nothing like throwing a monkey wrench into the plans second week of the season. And aren't we going to kind of get a a tease of that tomorrow night down in Daytona
2: with the class? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I didn't see any real lights set up down there through the uh, uh, the chicane and and actually through the infield course during the Rolex 24 hours. Uh, Has NASCAR said, are we going to put lights on these guys? I guess they're going to have the blinking light in the back. We're racing a road course at nighttime. Those GP cars had headlights and taillights. NASCARs don't. Yeah, so they're gonna have to do something.
3: Yeah, they do. I know they adjusted to rain tires um, in case of weather. So regardless of what whatever weather comes at us uh, for the clash tomorrow, they're gonna race it. Um, obviously, if uh, if obviously if they do get rain and it gets too with. It gets uh, out of control, they will have to um, postpone or have to try to push it back and wait it out. Um, But obviously, like we have seen before, but um, if we, but they will race in the rain because they will have rain tires for this. Well, I'm I'm excited.
1: I was getting ready to post a meeting yesterday about. And I've posted it before, but it only is effective when Daytona and the Stupid Bowl—I mean the Super Bowl—are three weeks
0: apart. I had one in my—I had one in my memories that, has and christened
1: has, I know it, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's one that Dale Earnhardt sitting on his car, and it says uh, Super Bowl Daytona's in three weeks. Yeah. and I was seeing that yesterday, and I'm like, I am so glad that football is. I'm not a football fan, and once
0: I knew Tampa Bay was going in the Super, I mean the Super Bowl, it was it was a
1: given that Brady was going to win.
2: Oh gosh, I don't know
1: how. I mean, you know, because you know, the referees, they all like him, so.
2: No, unless, uh, awesome
3: unless you're the Giants or the NFC East and Tom Brady can't figure out the system in there for the Super Bowl. Well, did you guys even watch the game? I mean it was one it was a, I game. The, it was I was a defensive game. Brady
1: went out and did what Brady does and it was amazing that he collected front two I touchdowns mean, and I Antonio will, Bryant. These these guys were not even in the league last year. And uh they were significant pieces to a Super Bowl championship. I I have I have cut loose on Brady for twenty years because I didn't like the guy. In his twenty-first season, I grew a lot of respect for him, and now I mean I'm just the guy's the guy's the goat, man. He is he is he is the hands down the goat. We have an argument all the time on this show of who the racing goat is. Okay, and. To be honest with you, it's probably a guy by the name of Dick Trickle. He's probably Dick the real guy. He but, suffered from penis envy.
3: Nah, you want to go. You go with Kowicki. Kowicki? Well, you take a, how How do you take a team, how do you take a a underdog team and give them a championship like, like that? I mean, Truex you can kind of say, but Truex I don't know, I felt like I kind of fought into the uh, hole. Oh, Dale Jr. got me a ride. Oh, now we get to move him to Cub. Thanks to Dale again. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Cole Pern, Cole Pern was the difference maker uh, in the relationship of of, of that. Uh, I, I believe that Cole Pern was one of, is one of the smartest crew chiefs uh similar to jimmy johnson Ray everham uh you go to alan quickie paul andrews you know paul Andrews, the crew chief uh Ray everham worked a little bit with uh with alan quickie the the year before or uh, the year of i think the year before his championship um, but uh you know that that's an interesting person to bring up. But it, it once again verifies the argument that we continue to argue over who the goat of racing is. Man, I, I, there's no way that you can have an argument of who the goat of football is. I mean, Tom Brady uh, did it. And uh, kudos to a 43 year old man. Uh, I can't walk across the parking lot without needing a walker. Uh, <laughs> and this guy's going out there playing, uh, winning football. Uh, I guess a uh, 23 year old, grown ass men <laughs> <laughs> who who want nothing more than to knock Tom Brady's head off. So, uh, man. Uh, so, uh, we're just a little bit closer to our interview time. Uh, you guys want to uh, bring anything to topic uh, before we move into the interview?
3: Source for since we're going to be talking about some trucks later on, ThorSport Sport uh, moves from Ford to Toyota. And their lineup is the, is almost the exact same as last year. Only difference is that Grant Infinger is not full-time. They knocked him down to part-time, which I think was stupid. But they partnered him with, I think it was Ekis. Let me double check that. I believe it was Christian Eckes that they partnered him with.
1: Yeah, I I mean, yeah, uh, Christian Eckes.
3: Christian Eckes with uh, Grant and Finger in the '98 truck. Everyone else stays from last year. So Ben Rhodes in the '99, Sauter in the '13, and Crafting in the '88.
1: Yeah, Infinger kind of got the finger there um, uh, It's uh, unfortunate because uh, Grant uh, could have won a championship last year and uh, won't get to uh, pilot that truck full time
3: uh, I, I honestly season. think anything, I mean, like you said, Enfinger got the finger in this one because I feel like he's the most talented driver of, of that entire organization Not to take anything mm-hmm. away from Johnny Sauter, but uh, I'm sorry, but he his time is con- is coming gone now. And Crafton, uh, he's kind of getting there. I mean, Ben Rhodes, I think he still has talent; just needs a breakout year. Um, but I believe straight in finger. He, uh, he he got gypped. <laughs> so we have uh, 21 cars for the Clash. Who's in the Clash, uh, All right. So we got Chip Ganassi Racing's Kurt Busch in the one car. Team yep. Penske's yep. Team Pesky's Big brag Keselowski. Oh, boy. Uh, R C From RCR, it's the cowboy and the grandson of Richard Childress, Austin Dillon. Then from Stuart Haas, the should-have-been champion in the four-car, Kevin Harvick. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, he it up, he it up. From Roush,
2: it's
3: the big boy, Ryan Newman. Um, RCR will have their second car in this in uh, Tyler Reddick. In an eight car. The defending 2020 series champion from Hendrick, Chase Elliott, enters. Uh, Stuart Haas gets Eric Almirola. Joe Gibbs brings in Denny Hamlin. Team Penske has Ryan Blaney. Roush Fenway uh, will have Chris Busher. From Joe Gibbs Racing, you have Mr. Eminem Guy, Kyle Busch. And then Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Wood Brothers brings Dibby, Matt DiBenedetto. Team Penske will also have Joey Logano. 23XI Racing will have a car in this. And no, it's not Bubba Wallace. It's Ty Dillon, since Ty Dillon is eligible to race in the Clash.
2: Yeah, and uh, they made a big deal out
3: of that
1: on um, Sirius XM earlier in the week that uh, Bubba Wallace will not be the first driver for 2311.
2: What is that noise?
3: William Byron uh, enters from Hendrick Motorsports. Cole Custer, who uh, won the Rookie of the Year last year from Stuart Haas, enters. Uh, in his new ride with Richard Petty Motorsports, Eric Jones. GTD Doherty will only have one car in R- Recce Spinhouse. Oh, boy. And, and Hendrick will bring in the showman who replaces Mr. Seven Time, Alex Bowman. That's your 21 car field for tomorrow. And I think they were doing lineup tonight. I think they did it at 8 o'clock. Not sure on the lineup yet.
1: So, wait a minute. Greg, uh, are you saying that they were upset at the driver who was going to be the No, no, no. They were the just saying. No, they were just saying how Bubba will not be the first driver of the 2311 for 2311. Um, that Tyler will be. So Now, explain something to me, because I might be a little confused since I've turned
3: 50, but why is he in the car and not Bubba? Bubba's not eligible. Ty Dillon was, and because Ty Dillon, um, with all of his rides lining up with Toyota and Joe Gibbs, Uh, 23XI being aligned with Joe Gibbs, the Ty Dillon and 2311, uh, inked a deal for this one, for this, uh, one-off.
1: All right. All right. Yeah. You know, it gets the car out on the racetrack and, uh, gives the team, uh, uh, some experience. I, I, I think this is a good move, um. I'll buy you too, and it will save them but I'm cards. sure there's somewhere in the woke media where they want to make a big deal out of this, and uh you know uh, I'm kinda just waiting for that, right
5: but uh, okay, uh Tommy Ellen.
3: they can, the woke media can the woke media can try, but you can't you can't go against the rule book
1: all right, well, I think our guest is in the studio. is he not I believe so? I'm here. All right. Well, I don't know much about it about you, mate, other than I seen that promo you did for the last podcast you were on, and I said, "Well, holy shit, Batman, we got to get this guy on."
2: <laughs> so I do
1: know that well, you race in Shroudsburg, Pen- northeast Pennsylvania, and you are king of the can. Now I'm king of the can in my house, but it's a totally different can. So first off, I want to welcome you to race chat live. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And as I mentioned to you earlier, uh, two people that know of you or have met you said that you are a riot. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Well, uh, can you hear me? That's the first thing.
5: Oh, yes.
0: Great. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't race in Strasbourg. I I live in East Strasbourg, which is the next town over. But uh, they have a um, go kart and indoor go karts, and someone. Um, well, oh boy, now I'm I'm getting nervous. Now Andy Crane was organizing, um, you know, a, a winter meltdown four race there. So uh, that's that. I cut the promo about that, but I uh, I haven't even although I live nearby. I haven't raced there in about ten years. So, uh, the king of the can, I won uh can speedway has the king of the can race every year. And uh, I race in the factory stock division and in 2018, I won the king of the can, uh, in 2019, they didn't have the race due to whatever. And, uh, so I retained, I retained by forfeit. So I'm actually a two time king of the can winner there. I am no longer king of the can. Someone had won, someone else had won it this year, but, but in 2020, but um, once a king, always a king, I retain the title for life.
2: <laughs> I, I like
1: right.
3: that.
1: Some, you guys are supposed to bite on that, you know?
3: <laughs>
2: right. Well, see, I, I, you
3: did. I have nothing to fight. He, he's got the evidence that he's king of the can. I don't have evidence I'm king of the can. Uh, so wait I a minute, wait a things. minute, wait
1: a minute. We're just going to dig into this. So you 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 won by forfeit? or you won by cancellation? Ex-
0: explain well, to me how you're retained.
5: Two you retained. You okay, retained. Well, like here's, the, like here's the thing. I won. I won in 2018. <laughs> they couldn't
0: get it to get for whatever reason. I'm not blaming anyone in particular, but for whatever reason, no one showed up. I was willing to defend, so I retained.
1: I mean, it's just that so, simple. I so won you held forfeit. the title. You held the title. Yes. You didn't have to yeah. give up the belt, so to speak.
0: Correct. That's correct. From 2018 <laughs> to 2020,
1: I reigned supreme as king of the can. Factory and, and when do you get to go and retain this uh, king of the can uh, again? When, when, when will you be able to uh, maybe become the king of the can again?
0: Well, I believe it's uh, Friday, September 24th is the next King of the Can race. Now, very importantly, though, um, my whole stick really is a a real factory stock.
2: Uh, So,
0: you know, I I race factory stock, and some of the tracks kind of let their rules get a little out of hand, to put it nicely. And, uh, And they weren't really factory stocks anymore, so... I put together a little race. I had some help. I don't want to take all the credit, but some other guys put together a little race this year that uh, we ran at the King of the Can simultaneously called the Real Factory Stock Championship, which the winner did get. The winner was Michael Spencer from Woodhall Raceway. He got over $1,000 to win, number one, and also he received a Real Factory Stock Championship belt. He got a belt for that one.
4: See now, oh, yeah.
3: that, see this is this is where <laughs> this is where racing and wrestling fans can collide here and actually work together. Titles yep, to, for a, for a trophy.
0: Yep, he he sure did, and uh, and a big uh, oh, and a big check. Uh, BFC, I called it a big F check, and um, and uh, quite a bit of cash too. And we ran it uh, simultaneously, so, you know, he qualified for that. Now, uh, we did have a new uh, king of the can as well, and um, but we ran it at the same time. So the cars that qualified for the real factory stock championship were, you know, everyone ran at the same time. So it was conceivable that someone could have been the real factory stock champion and the new king of the can, but uh, it didn't work out that way.
1: So we have the toilet bowl, the king of the can. You emphasize what the can is. I, I, I'm, I'm. Is it the racetrack or what? What is the king of the can? How did that come about?
0: Well, it's uh, that yeah, it's the racetrack. It's uh, it's Penn Can Speedway. So they kind of you know use a play on word. Their opening race is called the Can Opener, and then uh, the King of the Can. But and. The king of the can race, winning the king of the can race was probably my greatest, uh, you know, career achievement. But when you win the king of the can race, they put a nice little, because uh, you're king now, they give you a nice crown. They put a nice robe on you, and they sit you right on the toilet. Hand you your big <laughs> check and take your picture.
2: <laughs> yep. uh, yes. Yeah, geez, and they even, uh, so,
0: sometimes they even have a, a plunger painted gold you get to hold, too.
1: Uh got the gold got plunger back. uh does that? Do you yeah, give that to your yeah, wife? Is that cool. way, is that? Is, do you pass
0: the Oh, they take drums? it back. Yeah. No, nah, you don't get to keep it.
2: <laughs> they take it. Wait,
0: they take it back. If it was a so shovel Nate, and it was that. gold, you'd
1: give it to the wife. But I guess you know the golden plunger, you have to give it back. I'm not sure how that
2: works. All <laughs> right. So Nate, I got a
4: question. It's how far is your
2: wife the-, the?
4: How far <laughs> is the Speedway?
1: How far is the speedway from the uh, pen can diner?
0: I don't know do where know? the pen can diner is.
1: Oh, wait, I do
0: okay. know. I, um, uh, I, is that right off 81? Yeah,
1: it's 61 or something. I wasn't sure how far away that was.
0: I I I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's probably only about 20 miles, if
1: it's what I'm thinking I'll of. Tell you what, that's one of the cleanest diners I've ever been in. I'll give them a... I'll give them a free plug. That's probably one of the best diners that contributed to my double bypass surgery that I've ever eaten.
4: <laughs> but, um, so what is your 2020
0: season
1: or 2021 season
4: looking like? Um what are the
1: what are the race restrictions that your governor has put on down in Pennsylvania? Well, uh I don't really
0: know what he's, uh, you know, what, what it is for 2021. I I know this, though. Uh, we had a delayed start to the season, but then, uh, you know, we, we raced. We raced. Uh, I, you know, I can't talk about, you know, I don't know all the legalities and stuff. I didn't put the rules, but I know I was there racing, you know, every uh, every week. So, at one track or another. So, yeah, I mean, we plan on racing. As far as I know, you know, all the PA tracks plan on racing, so, Um, Yeah, I I can't really speak much for, uh, you know, anything else other than, you know, we are racing. All right.
1: Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure we raced here in New York. I know down in uh, in the bowels of Mississippi at, at Why Not Motorsports Park, where Chris does the announcing they were racing as well. But they were Chris, were you guys allowed to have fans in the stands? We were not. He might have his microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, Uh, we had 3,000 people there for the Street Stock Nationals. I mean, yeah, we were not, uh, we didn't, didn't, once we went back racing, I think it was in late May, uh, we didn't let up. We, uh, we, we completed our season and uh, had, had, you know, one of the biggest races of our, uh, you know, ever with the street nationals, over 300 cars, 3,000 people, not a single person got COVID. It's really crazy. Uh, I guess that's just the damp air of uh, the humid air of Mississippi in the middle of August. Uh, not even COVID can live through that shit. <laughs> so what are your plans for 2021, Nate?
0: Well, that's, that's uh, really a, the, the question that um, no one, including me knows the answer to. <laughs> Um, we had the car. I, uh, I was running was, uh, it's pretty old, you know, it was a homemade thing. We just kind of, it, it wasn't just a couple steps up from, you know, like a, a junkyard build you know, build, we, you know, just took an old car welded a cage together, put it in it and, uh, you know, went racing and, uh, we had some pretty good success with it. I do have a backup car too, that I actually won King of the cannon in, in my backup car, but, uh, my primary car, we're building a new one. We uh, we have the chassis, but yeah. we don't actually have the chassis because we brought it to the Sandblaster. His Sandblaster broke down, and then, you know, we had about two feet of snow. So, yeah, you know, we've been very busy at work and uh, haven't had a chance to really work on it yet. So I got a, a bare chassis that I haven't worked on, and I don't have it in my possession. That's where we're at <laughs> that- for 2021.
1: Uh, that one that I've seen the picture of the white car—that's that's almost like a donk, man. I mean, how do you? That thing looks like it could uh, be street legal almost. Uh, it, it just really—it looks like the, uh, the original car. Are y'all? Are your factory stock uh, rules? Are they kind of open? Are they limited? I mean, uh, what's what well, do they allow y'all to get away with in these factory stocks? Because obviously, man, I mean, you got a sharp car. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I appreciate that. We put a lot of uh, time into the uh, you know the paint scheme and all that. Um, white wall, And you know, my uh, yeah, that's our signature thing. My my uh, car owner, he uh, he started that, and that's kind of taken off. That's you know anytime we go anywhere, people comment on the white walls, and uh, he takes a lot of pride in having a uh, presentable race car. Even if I get some you know dents and dings, he's got someone you know he'll have me or someone else you know smooth out the fenders or just outright replace them and repaint them i mean he is a stickler for having a a nice looking car every race but uh yeah as far as the rules go that that's kind of uh, where we we have a little you know uh, source of um uh you know it gets a little <laughs> that's that's kind of where we're at with um you know we kind of try it's hard for us to pick a track i don't i've tried to say this in a real nice way um you know, they kind of the rules were getting a little too open for us, and um, so we kind of uh, we we don't really know where we're racing now that where we have been racing. The rules kind of were drawn back a little bit. They got a lot right. of uh, tracks on the same the same rule package, which is definitely a good thing.
4: Right, uh, but there's right. a lot
0: of options available now. This past season, we uh, things weren't really going the the way we wanted them to go. Where at our home track, so we kind of went on tour. And it, we actually wound up having a lot of fun. Um, I actually had a lot more fun going on tour. We hit a lot of New York tracks, by the way. We hit Woodhull, um We hit Skyline. We hit Outlaw. Um, um, I, Afton. I know I'm missing some. Uh, and we ran a fall series at Five Mile Point, which we actually won the championship there in the factory stock white division is what they call our class there. But um, –
2: So this year, I think what
0: we're we're trying to do is we're trying to find a track that has a limited schedule where we can have some weeks off where we can go to, you know, we could kind of do a limited tour. So let's say one of the things we're talking about is BAPS Motor Speedway near Harrisburg. So they race I think the whole month of April, but then they only have one month or one race in the month of May. So that would give us three or four weeks there in May that we could, you know, maybe hit Pencan or Five Mile or Woodall or whatever we wanna do and you know give us the freedom to to move around a little bit but still race for points at the same time. So that's kinda what we're looking to do this year. But we haven't
1: decided what we're gonna call home yet. Yeah, it's it's amazing how sometimes rules can uh or the <clears throat> how the rule book is laced where where you, you you have to decide to race at. And uh you know, a lot of times all the rules create the driver to have to spend more money. Uh so it's best That's to correct. stick to it's it's just best to stick to the tracks that are uh running what you what you what you race uh predominantly. Uh, so uh, how long you been factory stock racing, Nate? My
0: first season was 2012.
1: Wow. have A lot
0: of wins. No, (laughs) no, that's the other thing. Um, No, I have, I have five career wins and three of them came at this uh, five mile point fall series just now. So I had two, two career wins up until October. One of them being the big one, the king of the can. And by the way, the King of the Can race that was also run simultaneously with another race called the Towner Motorsports Triple Crown Throwdown. So I am still the reigning Towner Motorsports Triple Crown Throwdown winner. That's just uh, something you know that should be noted here while we're discussing my resume. But the other thing is, so yes, five career wins. But I've now I'm now at a point where I don't I don't even care about wins. That's not even important to me because I have a lot more fun doing these interviews or promoting races or, you know, making my videos than, than I do, you know, just getting a, getting a win here and there.
1: Hey, Nate, yeah. where, where, what is it? Where did, where's this character at? This, this character that i am seen on, on kind of a promotional video uh, up to, <laughs> leading up to the show. I haven't quite heard this character enter the building yet. Is this uh
2: Okay. This... All right. Well, you are... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can, I
1: can do a
0: little something. Okay. So now. just forced overdrive. What, what you're asking me here
2: is You know, about my
0: resume. And the, the important thing is that you got to understand is when I'm telling you that I won the King of the can, and I'm telling you that I won the motors Motorsport Triple Crown Throwdown, the thing that people don't grasp is I am the only driver in the history of dirt track racing to win. The King of the Can and the Counter Motorsports Triple Crown Throwdown, and you get the like Ooh, a new yeah. King of the Can. Oh, the oh, 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 King of the Can one time. Well, I when you add up the crowns, I got two big checks on my wall. One with one crown ass. from King of the Can. <laughs> yeah, and one with three crowns from the Triple Crown <laughs> Throwdown. You add up those crowns, that is four different crowns. That's like winning the King of the Can four years in a row. It's a freaking empire.
1: That's like four kings in a kingdom. Spread around.
2: That's right, and no one and has, that kind, of <laughs> has yeah, that kind so
3: of
1: empire. Nobody has that
2: kind power. I,
0: Man, I just got so when I when, from
3: that one, I got to meet this guy in person. <laughs> I need so when I get a race level.
0: coming up, and it could, it could be a regular Friday night race. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, think of something I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna cut a promo. About it, and uh, you know we'll, we'll have some fun, and uh, you know get some attention. And but uh, yeah, the, I, r- that's when I start,
1: you need the royal purple coat, my friend. You need the you need the stick, you need the crown, you need the belt, and I want to see more of this character, Nate. I like this. He character. needs the.
3: He's got he's got the uh he needs the look of Jerry Lawler. He's got the hype train of Hulk Hogan. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> what what anyone that's
0: listening wants to do is go over to Ziggy Racing on the, on Facebook. Type in Ziggy Racing on Facebook. Like that page. And that's another thing, by the way. When you add up the, you look at these other teams that I'm compared to, these other factory stock teams out there winning all
1: these big races. You look at their page like numbers. Nothing compared to
0: Ziggy
2: yeah.
1: Racing. What? So what? They have no. They have no fan following on social media. But this guy well, they right got here, some fans, they got yeah. some fan following. Okay, some. okay. But but Iggy racing, right. it brings it it brings the popularity, it brings the gram to instant. Is that what you're saying? Right, Ziggy racing. If
0: that that's where you know that's where we post all the stuff
1: first, all the schedule
0: changes, all all our plans, all you know. But the promos especially, and during the race season, it's going to be a promo every week. I mean, that's, that's for certain. There's going to be a promo every time we're going to, you know, every, every Friday, well, I try to release it. Like if we're racing on Fridays. I try to release a promo Wednesday, Thursday at the latest get hyped up for the Friday race or Saturday race. And, uh, but it's going to be on Ziggy racing first. So yeah, if you, if you want to hear them go over to Ziggy racing and you can go back through and watch them all. And, you know, it's, uh, it's some entertaining stuff. Some are better than others, but you know, we have a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, and it's, uh, it hypes up some races. Oh, I
1: love it. I love it. That's how you promote the sport. And, uh, I want to see more of it. Uh, because, uh, that was, I was really excited to get this character on here tonight. And I was having a hard time seeing if that character was going to show up or not. Um, uh, Taz, man, come on. Help me out here.
3: Oh, man. So, is there any certain track? Doesn't matter where it is, that you would like to race at that you have not done it yet.
0: Oh wow. Well, that's a that's a good question. I I haven't really thought about that, but I would uh, uh to answer that um what, my first year racing I did one race at Orange County, and I would like to go back there. So I have actually raced at it, but I would like to try that one again. Also, I would say um, maybe Port Royal, PA, for a new track. But a lot of these, a lot of these tracks don't have my class. So, I mean, Orange County does, but I, I don't believe Port Royal has a a factory stock class.
1: Well, Taz, let me ask you: the street stock class that we have up here would that be considered the same uh, class as what Nate runs?
3: Um, I would have to look at the rules package of what Nate runs versus the street side class that is common for the capital region. I want to say they run a different rule package, but I want to say there's they look similar. Let's put it this way. In terms right. of looks... They're very similar um, in terms of under the hood, they might be different depending on what um kind of like chassis rules they have motor packages um, I think tire packages are different because street socks um, actually depends on street socks wherever you go. I know for street socks if you go to like aston um they kind of street socks at Aston kind of run like. Um, are pro stocks in a way. Um, they run on like, either Hoosier or American Racer. Um, I believe hockey, I, I believe hobby stocks uh, run Hoosiers. Um, if I'm, you can correct me on that one, Nate, if you want.
0: Um, well, uh, well, I would, I would call my class would be more of a hobby stock.
5: And uh, mm-hmm.
0: if you, if you guys, are you guys familiar with uh land of legends at all? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would be a hobby stock there, but what what's going on though, is like what you're talking about, like street stocks or pro stocks. What happens is guys get their hands on, you know, an older one of these and they change some tires and now all of a sudden, you know, they're competing in our class and, uh, you know, it got, it got pretty out of hand there over a few years and now they're, they're starting to rain it back and I got to give them some credit there. But, uh, you know, all over the Southern tier, And that's kind of, you know, where, uh, where we had a problem was just, you know, being I I don't mind, listen, I don't mind getting, I'm not the best driver. I'm definitely not the best setup guy. I don't mind getting beat by a better driver and I don't mind getting beat by a better setup. I hate getting beat by better equipment that, you know, and, and that's what was happening there for a while. So, now, um, you know, so now now they are trying to the Southern is trying to rein everyone back and get everyone on. Because that's the other thing. Every every from track to track, they all had a different rule package. And, it, you know, it was getting uh, it was frustrating for everyone. You know, they did just, you know, someone, oh, you get rained out Friday. You want to go race Saturday at a different track, but you got to change this, this and that. So, you know, they, they have uh, they got something going on now, which I, I think is a good thing. Um, but you know the other the other side of the coin though is that now some of the other tracks we're looking at are, are too strict, so we're kind of like in a middle in the middle here where you know we don't really know uh with our with our rules package that we're closest to, to uh, like an IMCA hobby stock or, or even a I guess closer to like a Woodhall hobby stock I, which is I believe the same as Land of Legend rules wise.
3: Okay, I think I think Lane of Legends ran, runs more. I think I think they're more IMCA. I could be wrong. I know Outlaw Speedway um, runs hobby stocks, and they're more IMCA rules. Um yeah. Over Outlaw, there.
2: The,
0: yeah, yeah, the problem with Outlaw though is they they allow like aluminum bodies, and they allow uh, you know you could uh, close close in mm-hmm. your cockpit a little bit. But um, other than that, yeah, they're, I mean we were pretty competitive there. Uh, you know, I could be competitive at outlaw. It's, it's, it's close. It's close. It's just a little, you know, we don't really like the aluminum or the, the closed cockpits, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're close. I don't have a problem, but yes, that's about the level of which we're, we're running
2: at.
1: Right. Right. So uh, do they give you all much leeway with the shocks? Is that kind of what's kicking y'all's ass the, the open shocks, or is it more of the, uh, the rates and clutches or. Uh, tell us
0: kind well, of what, no. uh, where it got out of hand at. Well, what was getting us was um, like the the uh, they were running professionally built chassis that were you know like street stock chassis. Oh yeah, yeah, And, yeah, and they were just um, you know like whereas I have you know my car was originally built for Big Diamond. I have a factory firewall, a factory floor pan, um, all that you know. So. I'm up against cars that are you know built street socks and then just have some aluminum hung on the side that you know half of them don't even look like cars and you know it's uh you know it's a little frustrating sometimes when i'm when I'm out of equipment now a lot you know i and my fault in that is you know a lot of those cars are legal you know they but you know it's just it's a battle I've had with the rules you know what when we first started racing up on the Southern tier, the rules stated such a thing. And then people would show up with these cars that weren't really legal, but they'd let them run anyway. And then it kind of like evolved. Oh, we'll let you run this. We'll let you run that. We'll let you run this. And I'm still there with my, with my factory stock, you know? So, uh, right. yeah, it kind of came to a head and now they're kind of trying to, they're working on some things to try to even out the playing field and, and make it good for everyone where they don't have to sell their car and, uh, so I think they're headed in the right direction on the Southern Tier. It's uh, still not what I'd like to see it. But, you know, um, any time you can get more cars on the track is a good thing. So I, I, I wish them well. I want to see it. I'm definitely going to plan on making some races on, on the Southern Tier, but I'm not sure where we're calling home yet.
1: Well, well tell, us, tell us this. Uh, in a 100-mile radius, how many racetracks could you race at? Mm-hmm. Um, well, would have in a hundred miles, I'd say would have a
0: cord which is asphalt. Uh, I've never raced asphalt. Orange County, big diamond and can five mile. Um, and then right over a hundred miles is probably Seelands Grove and Baps.
1: Any of these racetracks you and get uh, butterflies when you pull up to or is that all
0: of them? Every one of them. Every one of them. I love it.
1: So, uh, if you were given a chance to go race Bristol, would you want? Would you want to do that? Yeah, that would be great.
0: Absolutely. But
1: the problem is, you know, I, I
0: see on Facebook everyone posting pictures of their cars. You know, like they're oh, we're ready to go, and I, I, I'm not even close. So. Uh, yeah, when does Bristol have their big dirt race? Is that is that the one I'm thinking about?
2: Yeah, is that what it's you're talking that, it's about? In March. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. There's no way, no way, buy a new car <laughs> now. See, for the beginning of the season is um, for the beginning of the season, I'll probably have to get my backup car out if I'm going to be racing for points. And it's just you know it's older, it's it's heavier, it's really not uh. You know my preferred car, but if we're racing for points, I could you know at least hang in there and try to try to get some points. So I still got to put a motor in it, but that's nothing compared to putting a you know a whole new car together. Right.
1: How long does it take you guys to put a
0: whole new car together, generally? Well, I haven't built one in five years, but um, I don't know a couple months, I'd say. You know, at the pace we work at. Now, if we just you know. Put, The good news is, though, this time, most of my components from my old car are perfectly fine yet. You know, I could just pull the whole drivetrain out, put it in the the new car. So I don't have to really
1: buy anything, but I just have to assemble it all. Now, what sponsors – I know we didn't cover this earlier. What sponsors – what type of sponsors do you guys have? Who are they and – uh, we like to make sure well, that we give a shout out to, to sponsors of our guests.
0: Well, my my main sponsor, without a doubt, is uh, Ziggy Ziegler, owner, my team owner and uh, owner of Ziegler Construction. He, you know, it's through Ziegler Construction that that's our main sponsor. Uh, we also have on and off again with A and A Auto Stores. Uh, they give us some oil. They give us, you know, if we win a race, they give us some cash. Uh, well, a gift card, I should say. That you know, we got to spend it there. Um, Frank Del Nero at Baird Signs and Graphics has helped us out a lot with our lettering. Uh, Jensen's Engine Performance has helped us out a lot. They've given us good deals on their chassis dyno. us um, Truck Parts in Nazareth, near Nazareth, they've uh, they've helped us out a lot. Um, so these are all minor sponsors, but by far and away, Ziegler Construction is the main sponsor.
1: So I've got to ask you because you mentioned you mentioned A and A Auto Parts. Is Joe Amato still the the uh, owner of that? Do you know?
2: And if I, I don't know.
1: believe so, because uh, I used to. I don't <laughs> believe he is. I, no, I was I was just curious. Chris, you know who that is, right? Uh, negative. Nah, I missed that. You don't know who Joe Amato, top fuel dragster driver from the. Uh. Uh, Seventies, eighties? Um I'm just now kinda of getting in the street outlaw. Never really been a, a drag I, I mean, I know Kenny Bernstein and John Force and those guys. Okay. Caps. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you, so what, you get out of my out of my jurisdiction there in the in the drag racing and I am not too familiar with All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add, there, Mister Hill? No, I don't think so. Uh, but I, I, w- I do want to add, though. Thank you very
0: much for uh, you know having me on the show. And like I said, this, this to me, you know, these these interviews and podcasts, the blog talk, blogs, all this. Stuff, I mean, it to me, it's it. I have a lot a lot of fun doing it, and it's just as good for me. It's just as fun for me as you know going out and getting a win. So I really appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, get over to Ziggy Racing and like that, like and follow that Facebook page, Ziggy Racing. That's, that's what I want to say. Get over and follow
1: Ziggy Racing. There you go. Well, we we will Keep actually that share a link to it. Keep that yeah, content rolling. Yeah, I will. I, Give us some. Uh, yeah, put somebody good on your social media. You really, uh, you you really could, uh, uh, end your operation there. Uh, with uh, your cool that attitude and, and your and, and stick. Yes. That that reminds me,
0: we have, I, I should have touched on this. I apologize for not mentioning it sooner, but uh, on YouTube, we have a, a, a weekly series now. It just started this year on YouTube. It's called Being the King. And you could go over to the YouTube channel, it's Hill 11, H I L L 1 1, Hill 11. And uh, I think we had. 17 or 18 episodes this past season of being the king. So what we'll do is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll um, film a little about getting ready for the race, going to the race, being at the race, and a little, you know, rundown after the race. They're usually about 10 to 15 minutes long. It's called Being the King, and uh, it's on
1: YouTube Hill 11 channel. So you can check that one out, too. We'll have to We'll have to share that out. That's uh, that's very interesting. I like that. King of the what? You one more time? Being the king, being the king.
0: Yep. And I'll link the you know, during the regular season. I'll I'll always link the being the king episode on the Ziggy Racing Facebook page. Well, so we definitely do. You know, as long as you follow Ziggy Racing, you'll get all that.
1: Being the king, I, I typed it in, being the king, and what was the other part of it? The channel name, if you search
0: uh, for the YouTube channel, you could search Hill 11, and all of my racing stuff will come up.
1: Hill 11. All right. That's your race car number, right? Anything special about that yeah. race car number? Where'd you carry it from? Uh, my
0: uh, my oldest daughter was born on the 11th, February
1: 11th. i that. All right, good deal. How old is she now? She'll be 18. February 11th, is that what you said? (laughs) Yep. Well, she's got a birthday. Oh, happy birthday. That's the day after my daughter's birthday. She'll be 24 this year. Wow. Wow. It's
0: a busy birthday month. I just turned 40 a couple days ago, and my uh, car owner just turned 80 the day before. So it's a busy birthday month.
2: Well,
1: happy birthday. Happy belated to you both. Yes, yeah,
2: thank happy you. Birthday, happy
1: belated too, yeah. to you both.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Well, thank you, uh, Nate Hill, for coming on, and we'll be glad to bring you back on later. And uh, keep us in touch with your content. That way we can help it uh, get spread around the Internet world.
2: I appreciate that.
1: Yes, sir. All right, Nate. Thank you very much.
2: All right. Thank you, you Have you, a guy. good thank night, you, my friend. You too.
1: Good night. <laughs> wow, we have, a, we have a studio audience.
2: Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that? No, no we're I started uh, up last week. It
5: was oh, you're ready. New every your wedding every day, a day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child, and now that it's becoming a reality... Don't risk your once-in-a-lifetime event to a once-in-a-while amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We make every wedding unforgettable.
4: When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M O O R E 2 M U S I C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook, M O O R E 2 M U S I C. Also moretomusic.com. More to more to, music. more to Music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds, including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends. More to Music. Owner-operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to Music. M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C. More to Music. More to Music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus, check out moretomusic.com. Find out how you could win $500 in karaoke idol. moretomusic.com. More to Music. All of Craig's.
2: I tell you what, we might need to cut
1: that off before Craig has to pay somebody five hundred dollars, and uh, I'm sure it's not. Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta give a shout out to the gentleman. I gotta create yours yet, Taz. Um, as soon as I get a day off, the guy that created that for me was on one of the stations up here. Uh, actually, he was on a couple of stations But he was also my broadcast instructor uh, Back in 2010, 2011 uh, He was on the radio as Jim Steele Taz, you might remember him as Well, no, you're a little too young Jamming Jim Steele When he was on Fly 92 back in the uh, late 90s so, name sounds a little, a little answer.
3: familiar
1: Yeah, he's yeah. definitely showing his age tonight, Greg You are you're. You Uh, it's about almost past his bedtime too he'll disappear somewhere in the next five or ten minutes we need to let him talk a little bit more so that he doesn't just pass out on us and uh, not give us at least a good night here (laughs) i can push until midnight
3: and still be up at five in the morning for work the next day who me no me (laughs) oh no i'm the same way i'm my phone doesn't
1: stop until about 11 o'clock at night, and then it stops. And I don't know who's dinging in the background, but somebody's getting text messages. Yeah, it's, it's fine, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so uh, we have the starting lineup for the Bush class tomorrow. Blaney's going to be on the pole. Bowman on the outside inside row two is going to be Hamlin and Keselowski inside row three. Is Byron and Redick inside row four. is Elliott and Custer. Inside row five is Jones on the outside. Logano, inside row uh, six is Newman. Outside, Diomedetto. Busher and Dillon share the seventh row. That's Ty Dillon. The eighth row is Bush and Bush. The ninth row is Harvick and Truix Jr. Then Austin Dillon and Stenhouse. And shotgun on the field uh, will be the uh, the Cuban. Uh, Eric Amarillo. All right, so I got to ask you. You got the Bush brothers starting next to each other.
2: Hmm.
1: Who pushes who up to the wall? I mean, this is a road course. I don't know. know, This isn't a typical. Yeah, I guess so, you know, Kyle. I don't know if Kurt Bush is. I, I think Kurt is a better road course racer than Kyle. But that's the question. Well well, I'm waiting for Mr. C J Sports to chime in and he's awfully quiet. I think he's dipped. Yeah, I think he dipped out already. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not on my board anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's probably sleeping. He hasn't even chimed in on the on our chat. Um so I I'm gonna go I I would love to see I would actually love to see Benedetto uh, win the Clash. I think that would be great. Uh, not only for him, but for Wood Brothers. And we all know Ricky. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse. A day that
5: you, you can envisioned...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was my day, yo. <laughs> right, like, Oh, my God. Let's try not to do this next week.
2: <laughs> next week?
1: Speaking of next week. We have got we'll get back to the clash in a minute. Speaking of next week, we have got uh we have got one heck of a guest on next week. Uh, I may be saying his name wrong. I'm not a hundred percent yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But uh John Visconti, is that how you say it?
2: Is yeah, that how you say the, the last
1: name? He is going to be joining us from Visconti Motorsports and uh, he field an Arca team. Want to give a shout out to uh, Miss Lee Reed, one of the uh, founders of the 110 uh, for helping us uh, get that interview and a uh, huge shout out to her and her husband. Uh, won't go into details, but... Uh, Mr. Mr. Reed is going through some stuff So uh, we're just keeping them in our thoughts and prayers as, uh, as they get through the stuff that they need to get through But super looking forward to that And then the following week we have Bethel uh, Bethel Motor Speedway The promoter from there joining us as well So here's what's going to happen tomorrow night Television coverage is going to start at 6 on FS1 With race day Daytona pre-race show then coverage for the Bush Clash will get underway right around 7 o'clock. Uh, radio coverage will start it on MRN at 6. Sirius XM radio will also have coverage, and that's how I'll be listening. Um, they're not going to like me at work, but uh, we'll wait a minute. No, I get out at 7, so I can listen to that on the way home. Perfect. Perfect. But um, I'm interested to see who you guys think is going to win or who you'd like to see win the Clash, and then – Who you actually think is going to win. Because it could be two different people. Chris, we'll start with you. Or Kaz, we'll Uh, start with you. You haven't said much.
3: (laughs) Well, who I'd like to see. Well, there's a list of candidates. um, To see when. Um, I'd like to see Alex Bowman win. Just to kind of prove that. That 48 car. Can be put back in victory lane. And that uh, 48 team is not washed up. That There is potential there. There is speed there. And you're putting Alex Bowman, who has shown uh, talent in the 88 card. Um, I, I feel like he's a good contender. Um, I would like to see him win. A couple others I would like to see win in this one. Um, I would like to see Tyler Reddick try to break out. Um, show more spotlight um another one who I would really love to see uh shine here, and he I believe uh this is a good race to really shine to do so. um he's not racing uh full time cup this year uh, he's doing this race with this team for a one off deal. And yes, he starts outside row seven. I am talking about Ty Dillon. I feel like this race he needs to show um if this twenty three eleven team um really has top some top notch stuff um under the hood. Um I would like to see uh Ty Dillon show the spotlight here. Who I w who I actually think will win well
2: It's going to be tough
3: We're all looking We could be looking at the At a road course king And he could be He could be uh, He could be undefeated this year in road courses But uh, we're going to look at uh, 2020 Series champion The son of Awesome Bill Chase Elliott very good. Very Which by the way, he won he won the Daytona Road Course race last year.
1: Right, and he has some so he has I mean, he's obviously very inept at running a road course, but you know, uh, uh to call him the king of road course racing is a little that was last year. And the year before. Now we have to see what he does this year. But no, I like your I like your pips. I actually would like to see Ty Dillon do something as well. I think that it would be beneficial to him and his career to prove that he's, you know, you know, he's worthy of a shot. Chris, what do you got, buddy? Chris,
3: he did say Chris. BRB. I don't know how long his BRB is.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe he yeah, had to use those facilities, so what do you realistically let's let's go back to the twenty three eleven thing realistically, how do you think they're going to do and I don't remember if we we had this conversation last week. I know I wasn't on I was joining you via chat, but how realistic do you think or what should their goal be for twenty twenty Obviously Bubba's got to keep it out of the wall and keep it off the off the record, but
3: uh, I think I think an ideal goal for twenty three eleven uh, for the first year with Bubba behind the wheel. Um, you have an alliance with Joe Gibbs. You have sponsorship funding, not only from Bubba himself, but between Hamlin and, of course. Uh, Michael Jordan. There's mon- there's funding and sponsorship coming in. Being that you have, you basically have your ducks in a row. Um, I know this is a first year team. Not all first year teams um, are ones to be like, they make noise right off the bat. Usually slow roll. Um, but I think idealistically. Um, I think consistent top 20 finishes week in, week out, and making the playoffs. Sounds about right. Sounds good.
1: Chris, have you joined us yet? Are you back? I thought I heard him say something. I, I think that he's going to – I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think that they're going to run <laughs> – honestly, I think they're going to be a 17th. The twentieth place car until they figure out and until they get all their ducks in a row they may they may shock us all, and you know Bubba could come out and win the five hundred I mean realistically, and if he did, well, that'd be great for him, and quite honestly, it'd be great for the sport and I think it would be good for the sport. I think it would be good, obviously, for his career. It would, uh, he'd be forever etched in history as a Daytona 500 champion. Chris, are you back yet? I could swear I hear him back there. So, what are your, uh, what's your outlook for? Because obviously we're going into it's, it's race week. What is your thoughts on the, um, Clash being run during the week test, and versus a Saturday like they they have done for years.
2: Do you think um, it's a good idea, be a
1: bad idea.
3: I think it's a good idea. I just think that the clash on the road course is not the greatest idea to start speed weeks, in my opinion. Um. I'm fine with it starting on like a Tuesday or some deal because if you really think about it you're going um, you're going to basically have because if you take that away um, you're going to wait a few days from that until the next set of racing at Daytona. I think the Bush Clash should kick everything off and then you just Keep doing your racing and just build up your hype. I think with them pushing the clash back, um, to this point, if they do it this year, I think it's amazing because you go racing, and then now you kind of give a small taste, um, and a nice breath of fresh air to kind of start off. And then, um, how can I really word this? Think of like your favorite food you've never had in a long time, and uh, you kind of want to get, you're like eager to have that once you get the chance to, but you want to savor it, right? So the clash in this case is like, okay, I'm going to take a couple bites of this of this food I haven't had in a long time, but it's my favorite, okay you take taking that small bit of taste and you're like, okay, I want to savor this, but I want to savor it throughout a week. And so you take a little bit of it each day. And then when the big, and then of course, when you get to like the big day or the day you feel like you want to just eat the rest of it because you just can't take it anymore. That's the Daytona 500. I It's not because I mean, it sucks when you have to go. Ooh, I want my favorite dish, and then give to like wait a week to try to get to um, build up that hype to that favorite dish again. I feel like I feel like this is perfect having the clash push back to kind of go like here's a small taste of what you're gonna get. Now we're now let's try to build it up every single day to lead up to the big day that we've all been waiting for. It's kind of late. I want
1: to know, know what happened to the two-week off that we had between the Super Bowl and Daytona 500. Obviously, uh, it's not the NASCAR schedule that's moved back or forward. Um, it's obviously the football schedule, but hey, you know, it used to be we had the Super Bowl, then the Clash, and then then Daytona uh the Daytona 500, this week they're going to put it all together. So we're going to have Tuesday the Clash, Wednesday qualifying, Thursday the Duels, Friday I believe it's the ARCA in the truck, or just the truck race, ARCA on Saturday in the Xfinity, and then Sunday leading up to the Daytona 500. Uh, I, I, I like it, and uh, I, I know that uh, it would have been really strange watching uh, the clash on Saturday, the day before the Super Bowl. I think we would have all found that to be kind of odd.
3: Yeah, because if you think about it, you're like hyped up to watch more racing, and then you watch for a day, and then you have to like, and you have to like wait to watch more racing. Like you, like a lot of us fans that wait like two, three months to get one day of racing. But, like, we want more to kind of anticipate what's to come. Like, yeah, once the season, you know, starts, like, winding, like, one race a week, okay, we get used to it now. But, like, when it starts, as soon as you get a small what? taste of it, you want more and more and more. To, yeah, so I believe. So it finally hits that racing is here. I believe the old yeah, schedule
1: was... We, we had a clash on Saturday. We did Daytona qualifying on Sunday. And the two pole sitters got to, uh, you know, relish in the moment. And then on, we would have practice on like Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, we would have the duels. And then, of course, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, the Daytona 500. What they did was they consolidated all of that. Of course, you don't want to run up against the. Uh, you can't have Daytona 500 qualifying on the same day as the Super Bowl, but maybe you could. I don't know. I mean, it, you're watching an eight-hour pregame show uh,
2: if you're if you're if you live
1: in this household. So, um, yeah, I I do like the way the schedule played out this year. But it's going to be interesting to do see how they do it in the upcoming years because the traditional way uh, just won't work if uh, the Super Bowl is going to be played the, the basically the second week of uh, February. I know it still fell on the seventh, I guess. Right? Yesterday was the seventh. Yes. Yeah. So it so it did technically stay within the normal week, but I think we're traditionally expecting the Super Bowl around the first to the third. So I think this is one of the times where it just uh stretched out the full week there. So and kinda of bunched everything up. But uh I was I definitely don't don't wanna don't expect to run uh the Super Bowl of racing uh the third week of February. We all know when uh when the Great American race is supposed to happen and that's the second week of February. Absolutely, absolutely. So I asked Taz this, and then you had to go to the little boys' room. Who is you, Who would you like to see win the clash, and who do you actually think is going to win the clash? It's a road course race, man. I mean, uh, Chase Elliott, I think, won every road course race last year. Feels like it anyway. So, I mean, he has to be the favorite rolling in. Who I think will win? Uh who do I hope to win? Well, I think wins is Chase Elliott who I hope wins. Uh I think uh Kurt Bush, maybe that would be cool. Uh possibly uh Diamondetto of course. Yeah. That's who I said is I would like to see him win. But, you know, it's I would like it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna happen. I think that it's Honestly, I think it's going to be Chase, but <clears throat> yeah, it could get Chase winning all the time. Could get to be like um, uh, when Funny Jimmy and Jeff win are winning all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, and nothing against Do, but you get tired of seeing the same people win week after week after week. So it's uh, yeah, it, if, it would if definitely be seven nice. road courses this year, Craig Moore. If Chase Elliott wins every single one of them, we're going to the first thing we're going to say at the end of the year is please take these damn road courses off the <laughs> off the yes. schedule, you know? Yeah. Even if he wins half of them, we're going to say the same thing because weekend in and week out or track in track road course in and out the same person. It gets uh it gets pretty redundant. So <clears throat> We've got uh, we've got a pretty busy week for NASCAR as we said with with everything going on. It's kind of and I agree. It's kind of neat to go from one to the other. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait two weeks. We go right from this, uh, the game of football and the Super Bowl to, as you alluded to earlier, Chris, the Super Bowl of NASCAR. I did instruct work that they are not to call me at all from eleven o'clock in the morning next Sunday. Or text me that I did my bit by working Super Bowl Sunday. They can leave me alone for uh, the Daytona 500. Now, do I really think they're going to uh, do that? Hell no. But Probably I can not. put them on mute. I can put them on mute.
5: <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't listen to this, so they won't know that I'm doing
5: so y'all don't have any in
1: room dining, uh, obviously, so uh y'all don't no, have we a TV do. there. Do have in room dining? We diners. do have indoor dining. Yeah, we do have indoor dining.
2: Well Kumo's uh,
1: not not the mean old devil he's made out to be then, huh? What's that? Andrew Kumo Well no, he, he's allowed it, but it's only I think twenty five percent capacity. So our restaurant can seat 50, I believe. So we're at about 10 people that we can have in at one time, which you know, hey, at 10 people that's still a pretty good size bill. Have you had have you had customers coming back in the building? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I had a party of party of 7 the other day. And uh, we ended up and split them up just a little bit within a couple of feet of one another because there were so many of them. But uh, yeah, we average probably two or three ins a day. But we don't have the lunch buffet, thank God. Right. So that's pretty good. That's pretty exciting. Right. I was never a fan of the buff lunch buffet anyway. I don't want people coughing on my food, kids putting their fingers in my shit. Yeah, it, it seems like the buffet now is something that should be of the past. Now that we know a little bit more, I, I definitely don't want to hang on to these face masks you know i'm I'm, I'm ready to call an in to social distancing, but I can see buffets going away I mean I, I really can um, there's even uh, if if you don't completely get rid of them you just change the way we go to the buffet. in other words, yes, I would like for you to dip me some macaroni and cheese <laughs> that way it's one person touching the ladles. And not uh, Not the whole damn neighborhood so to speak Right No and I agree I think that It needs to be done different We were going to actually do something about that We'll get back to racing in just a second We were actually going to do something like that For yesterday Um, And then I changed our mind I'm like we're going to be Too busy to babysit The buffet so Uh and I was correct, but I did, I did. And Taz you'll know about this as you follow the Pizza Hut page. I come up with this brilliant idea that if I beat my boss's projection for yesterday, Taz did you see this? Yes. If I beat my boss's projection, I would shave my head bald. Yeah,
2: donuts. Head donuts.
1: So I am glad to say that we did mm-hmm. not beat the projection, and I still have hair on my head. 'Cause it's still too cold in New York State for that kind of stuff to
2: happen.
3: But uh so Speed Weeks this week. We got clash tomorrow, seven o'clock on F S one or M R N. Uh Wednesday. Um, Only practice at noon and qualifying at 7.30, both on FS1 and MRN. Thursday will be Truck Series first practice, Cup Series duels at Daytona. uh, Practice for the trucks at 5.35 on FS1 only. uh, Duels at 7 o'clock on FS1 and MRN. Friday the 12th, 1 o'clock is practice for Arkham Menard series. Trucks qualifying at 310 on FS1. Uh, in terms of Arkham Bernard series, I'm not sure if any broadcast deals for that, but I do not see one listed as of right now. Um, check back. Xfinity path. series. Check the uh, Xfinity series. Uh, 435 practice. On FS1. uh, Truck Series race. um, On Friday. 7.30 p.m. um, For the next. Era Energy 250. On FS1 and MRN. Saturday. February 30th. uh, Arkham Menards qualifying at 8.30. In the morning. uh, Cup Series practice at 9.30. In the morning on FS. 2 and
2: MRN
3: Xfinity qualifying Coverage starts at on FS2 but switches to FS1 at 11 That starts at 10.40 AM uh, Cup Series Final Practice At 12.05 on FS1 In MRN
2: Argan Menard Series
3: uh, Lucas Oil 200 at 130 on FS1 and MRN Xfinity Series uh, beef, it's what's for dinner, 300 at 5 o'clock on FS1 and MRN. Then, of course, Sunday at 2.30, the Cup Series takes the green flag for the Daytona 500 on Fox and MRN. Well,
2: boogity, boogity boogity So what do you think
1: about Clint Boyer? Clint Boyer and Jeff Gordon are going to be in the same uh... – same booth together. Are we are going to be calling Fox geniuses or are we going to realize real quick that these two drivers are just not going to get along with their personality?
3: I think I think Gordon needs um, somebody like Boyer to feed off of. I felt like the booth was kind of bland when it was just Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon. Not to take away from Jeff Gordon's knowledge of racing or anything, but he hasn't raced, especially in these kind of cars, in a few years. Boyer, um, he'll know these cars left and right. So, and plus, Boyer brings in a whole new flavor, um, being that Boyer's just got that personality. Um, so I feel like Gordon will feed off of Boyer, I feel like Jeff Gordon will feed off of Boyer in terms of racing knowledge a bounce back of one another, but at the same time, I feel like Boyer can bring that flavor that wasn't there last year.
1: Well, and Boyer has the knowledge of just getting out of the car now, that that's only going to be an advantage for this year, not next year when the new is when the new right. car makes its debut. But at least for this year, we're going to have current knowledge of the car. Uh, I think that in Taz, I think you brought this up, um, alluded to this, that Jeff is kind of bland. Whereas Boyer is more outgoing and uh, flamboyant, I guess. Whereas Jeff is just kind of like
3: he brings energy, kinda of like what D W did, but I think DW as we all know um you can't always do ever, you can't always do something you'll love forever. Eventually you you the time comes to where you just gotta um kinda take the checker flag on it and DW obviously being in the booth for a while, he took his checker flag on his uh broadcasting career. And with with it just being a two man booth, it was just kind of bland. And now Boyer coming in, and we've seen how Boyer is um, in the broadcast booth when he's not racing. He brings he brings some kind of flavor to it. And even during the uh, the uh, i racing stuff during the COVID break, um, Boyer just brought that energy and that. That missing that missing piece to broadcast for Fox that just wasn't there when DW left. Well, it didn't. They didn't have a character.
1: Every good team has a character.
5: And like I
3: said, Jeff Gorn. Jeff Gorn's got the knowledge. Mike Joy is just Mike Joy. Um, he, not to take any anything away from Mike Joy. I think he's great and all, and Mike Joyce kind he's of, down, kind of in. like that play-by-play announcer that's there, yeah. but he needs something to feed off of.
2: Right, right. He needs, he needs his, uh,
1: he needs his counterpart. Pit Rowan. You know. What's roadway. that? Going down Pit rowed. Yes, yeah, Rowan. It's like. It, listening to Jeff Gordon call a race is like and, and if you guys listen to Sirius and you probably do Chris listening to uh, Chocolate Myers in the afternoon I find chocolate stories great when I can I, I like the stories but listening to him for two hours just isn't my uh, isn't my Your cup of joe yeah. He's very he's very bland. Plus he does a lot of this. Um 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 dude, you're on the radio every day. Stop using um. I'm glad that we have a third person in the booth this year. I think it's gonna make the broadcast so much better. And again, I said it's only going to last his knowledge is only going to last for this season. Unless some way, somehow he gets in that new car, Fox gets in one of those cars to be able to explain it better, I think they're all going to be grasping for straws and going off notes from NASCAR as it relates to that car in 2022. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Denny Hamlin – what's your shot for – did we pick winners for the 500? I don't quite remember.
3: You did. Chris, I think, was going to. He joked about Bubba, but he did not. I did not make my pick for the Cup Series for Daytona. And then we were going to talk about Xfinity and Trucks for a tad bit tasting.
1: Correct. All right. So let's uh we'll we'll hold off on your two predictions for for Daytona. Uh my wild card pick for Daytona is the nineteen ninety Daytona five hundred champion Derek Cope. No, I'm just kidding. Whew. I'm just would you think I was serious?
3: I was I was really hoping you weren't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a Cinderella story. Thirty-one years later,
3: it'd the be a story. I don't a, know. I don't know if it's Cinderella worthy, but it'd be a story.
1: Well, it would. It would almost be. Uh, it would. It, it, he. Pr- would probably make him the oldest driver in NASCAR to win a race, uh, or to win the 500. I should say. That would be my Isn't he, it, isn't might he the
3: oldest to enter? He might be. Twenty twenty
1: one Daytona Entry list. Yeah, he might be the oldest. He might be uh
3: I know he's he oldest of the, the field oldest. I believe, but wouldn't he be the oldest to ever enter the five hundred?
1: I don't know, Chris, are you there? Yes, I'm I'm, I'm here. I think right. James Hilton was the oldest that, uh, that entered the Daytona 500. Morgan Shepard may hold that though. I'm not sure if he broke. I, I think James Hilton did break that though. Uh, Morgan Shepard was the uh, the oldest, and then uh, James Hilton attempted the qualification. But uh, Derek Coach was 62. How old is Derek? I believe he's in his mid or early sixties.
3: All right, time to look yeah. that one up.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I
3: mean, you know, that's the publicity stuff. Uh, yeah.
2: He's
3: uh, he's got a new book coming
1: out, a new documentary or something coming out, and uh, yeah, it'll uh, it'll help sell the book. So,
2: uh, and he's
1: guaranteed a spot in, in yeah, the day twenty but... five hundred. So. Yep, he uh, he is 62 years young. So if he were to pull that off and win it. I think old Matthew Harry was out there winning at 56 and 57, and, and I believe Mark Martin was winning at 55. So
2: uh-huh.
1: it, it, it's only in this last decade did we have drivers that started retiring at 37, uh, Carl Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> you still sound upset about that. I think that was the smartest thing. And, you know, we don't hear much about him. He's kind of like falling off the radar. And
2: exactly that was strictly he, by
1: design. Exactly. That, that was strictly by design. I want to bring something up before we continue. What do you think of, and because I don't remember this last week, what do you guys think of, uh, oh, who's that new musical artist that jumped on the NASCAR bandwagon?
3: Pitbull? Pitbull, Pitbull. Well, Pitbull's been in the music business for a little while. But uh, interesting, that's all I'm saying. I guess um, I guess in a way it fits, though, because when Justin Marks got Daniel Suarez to be his driver, so you have that international flair from Daniel Suarez, and I think with Justin Marks bringing in Pitbull as part owner, um, kind of helps bring out that international flavor to NASCAR. So them doing that, I think, kind of pays off in an international basis. Um, it. I don't know how much Pitbull will do, in terms of NASCAR for this race team, but I guess time will only tell.
1: I think it's good for, I think it's good for, uh, name dropping. I think it's good for, uh, I think it's good for publicity. But like you said, as far as what he'll bring to the table besides a bank account,
2: <coughs>
1: I'm not quite sure. And only, and only time will tell.
2: You know, guys, so i
1: years ago with the, uh, The the Terry Bradshaw, the Kenny Bernstein team, these teams created out of popularity, basically, of of the car owner. Even the Harry Gantt car uh, was a side prop to some actors, Burt Reynolds and uh, a few others, right? I mean, they they were all tied into those cars. Very few of them have been successful, but that's old NASCAR. This is the new NASCAR, and unfortunately guys like Andrew Merstein, he doesn't he doesn't bring in sponsorship. He doesn't bring in uh the the flare, the flash that NASCAR needs to sell sponsorship. It used to be you could bring in a big name actor or somebody like Terry Bradshaw and Troy Eggman and uh, you would hope that their names would help sell sponsorship and I guess in a way it did. But you were competing against guys like Kodak and uh, Texaco and Goodwrench and, uh, you know, these cars that you were very familiar with. Well, these days, the sponsorship structure is not the same anymore. And I think a little bit of flash and a little bit of flair will actually help bring uh, the sponsors as it was intended to in the, in the 90s and maybe the late 80s when we started seeing this trend starting to happen. It, did, it wasn't successful then. The geographics of racing has changed enough now to bring in somebody like Pitbull in. Well, Pitbull's going to bring his, his sponsors on board, right? And so it's popularity. Uh, it's a diverse popularity. So, you know, I, I, I see this as a good move. I, I, it was a perfect time for Michael Jordan to come into racing, right? I mean, you know, did Pitbull come in because Michael Jordan came in? This could be, you know, this could be a domino effect, and it's going to take a little bit of flash, a little bit of flair, uh, to get uh, the, these cars of what they need to perform out on the racetrack. I don't think any of us expect Daniel Suarez uh, to be sitting on the pole for the Daytona 500 or be competitive uh, any more than what he's been competitive already in top tier rides. So, you know, uh, fortunately. Uh, hopefully, I guess hopefully is what I should say, Pitbull understands that uh, he's going to have to be in this for a little while uh, before uh, before they actually see some headway gain. But, uh, you know, I think that the geographic's changed, and this is actually a good move for Spire. And this is, uh, you know, a connection into a a an agency, an ad agency that has created a race team called Spire Motorsports. <laughs> They're you know they they're actually a former uh well, well, uh agent for drivers so uh, now they're now you know they're a race team and they're attracting sponsorship and this is connected into them so obviously Fire may be the game changer we may see this
3: all uh evolve basically from the spire motorsports. that's track house not spire but it is Spire though. It, it's still Spire. It
1: really is still Spire racing. It, it is. I mean, it, it's called Trackhouse, but it's kind of similar to the Hamlin situation. The twenty-three. I mean, yeah, it's called that, but we know where the cars are coming from. So you know, I mean, it's you know, uh, it, it's you know, it is what it is. I would say that that this is a a spawn off from Spire. I think it'll be a good thing for the sport. Like I said, notoriety-wise, money-wise, I think it'll be a good, you know, it may, and you may very well be right, Chris. It's going to attract, hopefully, new sponsors and bring people on board. So that way there are more noticeable sponsors. As you said, back in the 90s and early 2000s, you could look at a car on the track and know who the sponsor was. Week in, week out. Now it's kind of you're guessing. I mean, you look, uh, Denny Hamlin has a new sponsor. First time in I don't know how long that his car isn't FedEx colors. I've seen it come through my, my messenger the other day, and I'll try to bring it up. But Taz, you did Chris, did you see that? Yeah, I'll see. Office bear or something like that. I've seen the yeah,
3: orange yeah. color. As a matter of yeah. fact, yeah, kind of. It yeah. looks like it looks like Chief Elliott's Lumar, but more white. Right,
1: yeah. it's, it's it the just, colors
3: of uh, Whataburger. <laughs> right,
1: right, which is Mark Wahlberg's. Uh, I believe Mark Wahlberg from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, I believe that is his uh, franchise. Uh, uh, so. I don't I'm not sure about that. I would have to record. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, you know, the geographic changes and uh I think this will bring in other opportunities. I'm glad to see that you uh you agree with that, Greg. Yeah, no, I think what the sport needs is we need to get uh more we need to get back to that old uh style of knowing who the drivers are. Uh, or knowing who their sponsors the cars, are. Cars used by, to represent their self, they, Craig, right. and we could spend an hour on this. You you knew the Petty Blue. You knew that Tesco Havilland car. You knew, you know, we knew the Black Intimidator car. You could blur the poster out, and you could still pick each each row and say what car that is, whether, whether or not it was a 33 Skull Bandit car, or, it, you know, it, we could even... Uh, you know, even in a blurred photo tell you, No, that's Kenny Bernstein's twenty six Quaker State car. That that's the Harry Gantt car right there, you know. So and the Kodak car. We we could pick it out on a on a blurred poster. These days you you have a blurred poster and uh you, you you're probably better better at guessing Rick Ware's race teams than you are uh some of these Cup guys and their and their sponsorships. And and you know, I mean that it just shows the uh the the geographics of racing has changed, and sponsors don't buy the billboard all year long like they used to, and uh, so they they have a lot of uh, a lot of working hands in this corporate sponsorship deal. Yeah, well, let's talk. Let's talk Xfinity. We got about ten minutes left. Yeah, I think um, it's time to make fix. I think it's time to make some picks too. This week, obviously. As we said earlier, it's a jam-packed racing week tomorrow night and then uh, Friday night, Saturday. <laughs> Friday night, Saturday. Sunday. Uh, they don't even... I'm, I'm looking at NASCAR.com trying to find the list of drivers in the, uh, in the Xfinity series. And I'm not seeing any listed on their website, which is which is odd. Normally, they have drivers listed and things like that. So I don't know if they're in the process. I can read
3: of... off some names for you that are full time. All right. So for Xfinity, kind of, I'm going to try to get this quick as possible. Uh, Brandon Brown and his own ride. Uh, DGM's going to have Alex LeBay and Josh Williams. JD Motorsports. Jeffrey Earnhardt, Landon Castle, Ryan Varkas is competing for Rookie of the Year honors, and Colby Howard, uh, Jeremy Clements, Ray Galding, and the Jimmy Means, 52. Junior Motorsports will have Michael Annette and Justin Justin Allgaier with Noah Gregson. The eight car is going to have multiple drivers. I don't remember who their Daytona driver is. I want to say Sam Mayer, but I could be wrong. Uh, Jordan Anderson uh, going full-time in Xfinity this year. Um, colleague will have Jeb Burton, Justin Haley, and The Dinger. Uh, Martin, Tommy Joe Martins is back. Uh, Mike Harmon will have Kyle Weatherman and Bailey Curry. Our Motorsports will have Brett Moffitt full-time, and then they have a second car with multiple drivers in it. Uh, Richard Childress will have Myatt Snyder. Uh, SS Greenlight will have Joe Graff Jr., Ryan Sieg's team will have Ryan Sieg. Uh, Stuart Haas now has Ryler, Riley Herps. Austin Sindrick with Penske. Joe Gibbs will have Daniel Hemrick. Brandon Jones and Harrison Burton. Uh, Sam Hunt Racing has three drivers for their team and one car. I don't remember who. Their Daytona pick. Uh, Matt Mills and Jesse Little will be the two Uh, Full-time drivers for B.J. McLeod. A lot of third cars, multiple drivers. Um, Hattori's entering a car. Um, I don't remember if it's Robbie Lyons or Austin Hill under that ride. Uh, Timmy Hill going full-time. Rick Ware has a car full-time with multiple drivers. There's a second uh, Seag Racing car, but they partner with Rayon Brothers. Um, they have Jason White and Natalie Decker, and as far as that car goes, um, I don't remember, it doesn't tell me who their Daytona drivers are for a lot of these cars that have multiple drivers in it, but there's some names Did you. you.
1: Did you guys see the that Natalie Decker will be run five Xfinity races with yes. RSS Racing? Uh, yes. It hasn't been determined where she's going to race, where her debut will be, but she's going to be making it this year. She's going to be driving a Ford. Uh, she's going to be sponsored by Red Street for five races with artist Jason Crab. Uh His brother is the lobster that Denny Hamlin's afraid of. Uh, Jason Crab is going to be featured on the hood of the 23, and as I said, where she's going to make her debut is yet to be determined. Um, it's kind of a good thing she's probably not making it at Daytona, if because uh, I'm sure if she was, this would be all over the place. But Natalie Decker has been on um, with with CJ. And am I mistaken to say, Chris, that uh, you and the late great? uh co- host that you had uh had her on you with you guys once or was that just CJ? Oh you no know, we've we've had Natalie on and uh uh I believe uh Anna Newhouse, uh, quite quite a few females on our uh I I Natalie's been on several several times and uh you know Steve always got a kick out of her because she sounding like a little Barbie doll on the radio and uh yeah. You know, unfortunately her career has not uh been as popular as what I think uh her Instagram photos are. <laughs> well, you know, popularity is only good. And and we won't get into it, but she got in trouble a couple of weeks ago and so I'm I'm glad to see that she's on the and that may be why that may be why the race team has not mentioned where her her debut will be as of yet because she's uh, still uh, taking care of her sensitivity issues. But you yeah. know that is what it All is. Right. There, we've got about four minutes left. Pick, pick time, yeah. We going to do this quick, man. So, uh, yeah, Hannah, Hannah Newhouse, she's been on several times. My uh, my Daytona pick for the Xfinity. I'm going out on the limb here, but I love this kid. He's out of uh Annapolis, North Carolina. Um, no, it's not Dale Junior, but it's Daniel Henrick. Daniel Henrick is number eighteen. He's gonna bring home uh the Xfinity win.
2: He's gonna hemorrhage uh, a win. The tr-
1: in the truck series, I know it. I sound crazy. But old Stuart Friesen, uh he's had uh he's had all winter long to get it figured out and uh I think that uh he's gonna put the Put the nail in the coffin. He's gonna start the year off with a win instead of uh, us having to wait all year again. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna do it early, and then my Daytona 500. I won the Daytona 500. Uh, it's a toss-up, guys. But you know what? I gotta go with what I know. Happy Harvick. Happy Harvick in that number four. He's gonna and and I hope I. Hope I don't give him bad luck, but uh, Kevin Harvick
2: uh,
1: is my pick for the Daytona 500. Yeah, because you uh, every time you pick him, you get in trouble. I know every time, every damn time. Saz, what's your pick?
3: Well, while Craig has to do a study on Xfinity and truck picks, um. My truck pick, Um, I would like to see him do it. He returns to the truck series full-time in 2021 with Rackley. I'm going with Timothy Peters for the truck series. Uh, Xfinity, well, well, Colin's got the equipment. He's got the experience. Got to go with the dinger. Hey Jay. And hey Cup Jay Series, <laughs> and Cup Series, he's he's good in Super speedways. He's won photo finish races at Talladega. He finished second last year. Ryan Blaney.
2: Oh,
3: oh, 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 Ryan Blaney.
1: That's a Penske four. All right, Craig. So you've already picked your picked your Daytona 500 winner, correct? Yeah, yeah. I said, I believe I said Kyle Larson. So, Kyle Larson. my my truck series pick is going to be God Bless America Johnny Sauter. I don't know why, but no, uh, oh, he's been washed up for years now, and I've been the humongous God Bless America Johnny Sauter. <laughs> I think he, I think he pissed me off in one of the last races, and I, I think I changed it to Go to Hell Johnny Sauter or something. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I have to go back yeah, and you did. To that you did. Uh, my infinity pick, <laughs> my infinity pick, is Algar. I, I think my infinity pick is gonna be Algar. I'll be oh. interested to see. And Taz, you'll have picks, to post these. So.
3: Picks locked, loaded, and they'll be posted shortly. Yeah,
1: we need
3: nice. to. We need to get Jason and we need to Miss
1: Lee's pick as well for the Cup Series. We want to bring them in and
3: put them apart. We're only going to do cup
1: series. That's the only ones we're going to keep count of. So, Miss Lee, if you're listening, give us your uh, cup pick. And we'll post it to the site along with Jason. I think Jason's in bed. So, we may need to either put it out tonight and edit it in the morning or uh, wait for the morning. But, uh... Hopefully Lee, Lee put it real quick. And we've already signed up on there. And. But anyway, thank you for listening to the 110 uh nation sports show. This is Race Chat Live on the one day Nation Sports blog. I want to thank Carolina uh here. I wanna thank uh more to because more is better. And uh I want to thank Tad, I want to thank Greg. Thank y'all for being part of the show here tonight. And uh we look forward to uh race week and we'll be back on next weekend. Next Monday.
5: Alright? Absolutely.
1: Another interview coming next week. All, All right, right well, buddy. will t- y'all catch some racing this week. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to be sitting here Monday and nobody watching any race. Well, that's why I'm not <laughs> being bothered Sunday for the uh, for work. I'm gonna send watch 500. We'll, y'all have we'll great talk night. to you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.